0: Hi, hey everyone. Uh, my name is Brett Billman. This is my wife, Chrissy. Uh, before we jump into kind of sharing our story and talking about ourselves a little bit, I thought it'd be fun to do a little bit of an introduction, have a few fun facts. And so one of them is that we are actually high school sweethearts, and we have a picture from... <laughs> That's, that is me, I promise. I'm wearing a puka <laughs> shell necklace and um, have blonde highlights. Uh, Coincidentally, I actually weigh the same now as I did in that picture. I'm just six inches taller. Um, A lot of fun. That's also before my eyebrow piercing. So how many CPAs can say they have one of those? Um, We've gotten to hang around with ReEngage for a little while, for about three years now, because my wife, Chrissy, got to work here and got to just be kind of on the inside here. as We was really getting going, and we've been super blessed just by this ministry, and it's been awesome getting to see its work in our marriage. I now work here as well um, as the finance director. So we, didn't, we never work here at the same time, but you'll, you'll hear later on in our story just kind of how we came to that. We've got a two-year-old little girl now, and so that's been a lot of fun, also a lot of challenges. And this May will be our five-year anniversary, and we'll also be welcoming uh, a son in May. So it's been a lot of fun and a wild ride. Um, <laughs> but we grew up going to school together, Actually, here in Dallas from third grade on, we went to a private, uh, private small school here. After much pursuit on my part, Chris agreed to finally go out with me, as you saw in the picture. Once we graduated from high school, we went to Baylor University together. Chris got her degree in child and family studies while I got mine in accounting, which shows you how different we are. We had a really volatile relationship while dating. We were both stubborn and hot-headed. This would often lead us to fights that ended with someone storming off. Chris dragged me kicking and screaming to a premarital class here at Watermark that's called Merge, a year before we got engaged. That class was the first time that I really started realizing what a high call marriage really is. Uh, Philippians 2, 3-4 just says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. And this was really the first time I kind of started seeing marriage in that view.
1: We got married in May, 2010. Um, circumstances were not ideal for a bride at all. Um, the weekend before the wedding, I was hospitalized and diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Um, the entire wedding and honeymoon, unfortunately, were spent with me being sick while Brett took great care of me. The entire, uh, he, had a fant- he did a fantastic job. Um, but in this process, I started seeing him more of as, as a savior kind of person um, and putting him on a pedestal. Um, Brett was in public accounting our first year of marriage, which means that we had about three months where he was super busy, and I went days without seeing him.
0: After five months of marriage, we joined a foundation group here at Watermark. This consisted of six newly married couples meeting each week with a mentor couple, teaching us what it looked like to live in authentic biblical community. It was easy for us to be in that group and feel like we had it all together. Our mentor couple graciously but boldly, exposed some of the ugliness that they were seeing in our hearts, such as pride and self-righteousness. It's possible that we weren't quite as healthy as we thought we were.
1: As we were in full swing of learning about biblical community and authenticity, I got pregnant at the beginning of January 2012. Eight weeks later, we learned that we miscarried our first baby. Um, I turned to Brett to give me a lot of comfort and answers, and ultimately to take away the pain of the loss. The pain and the loss. Um, Fast forward six months, I found out I was pregnant again. Much to my surprise, though, this pregnancy was extremely challenging. I found myself being angry with the Lord for first allowing a miscarriage and then being so sick with this new baby. Thankfully, our little girl was born very happy and healthy April 2013. While I thought that we had all our marriage issues figured out, this new baby brought a whole set of challenges to our relationship.
0: By this time, I had moved out of public accounting and was working for a hedge fund and had been for a couple years. The first few days after bringing our baby home was a complete blur. I barely remember what happened the whole week I was off work. I selflessly sacrificed sleep and tried to be as involved as I possibly could. This is when I began to realize how much I wanted to be on my own schedule. Now things would rarely go as planned. When I was at home things would really go planned as home. On top of this, I didn't really feel connected to my newborn daughter, and she wasn't really interactive. And I didn't really know how to handle that. So I began throwing myself more and more into work. At work, I knew my schedule. I could set my day and achieve the goals I wanted. I was doing well and enjoyed the accolades I received for my achievements. I began to be distant, even during the hours I was physically at home. Even though this was natural for me at the time, I still tried to fight it. I knew that I needed to be a strong husband and be present at home in my head but I didn't really know how to do that. It was a hard battle that I wasn't used to fighting. It was much easier for me to let my title at work and my salary determine my value instead of letting Christ do that for me.
1: Um, being a new mom brought a whole gamut of unexpected struggles. After only being at a new job here at Watermark, honestly, for 10 months, I decided to stay home with my little girl as soon as she came. Um, while, I was, while it was a desire of mine for many, many years to stay home with her, um, it brought up so many things. Um, I found myself missing work, the adult interaction, and feeling like I have um, really no worth with someone that couldn't communicate very well with me. With hormones and feelings of not doing anything of worth, I began to look to Brett to give me value. Brett's job was very taxing, both while he was there and while he was at home. Um, He would get home late most nights, which left me all the household chores, including what felt like being a single parent to our daughter. The resentment began to build, but I wanted to be a good wife, so I kept it all in. Well, honestly, if you know me, you know I don't keep my feelings in at all. Um, This cultivated into what Brett likes to call and still calls independent Chris, which no one wants to live with, let alone be married to. Through community and God's word, I was confronted with many truths about my own selfishness and where I was to find my identity.
0: During this time, my community group guys started noticing how much work was really taking over my life. They started asking tough questions and encouraging me to find a way to scale it back. I didn't really want to do this, as I was afraid it might change the things that gave me value. In the midst of these discussions, I was presented with a job opportunity here that would help me in my pursuit of finding my identity in Christ. The only problem was that I would be taking a pay cut and change my title to a much less desirable one in the world's eyes. My initial response was definitely not. What went through my mind was that I had worked too hard and too many hours to take a step back in my career like this. Through the encouragement of people I trust, I took a step back and tried to truly evaluate this new position. This was the first time that I started seeing and acknowledging how my sinful patterns were negatively affecting my family. It was also the first time that I saw that my view of work and money may not align with what the Bible says about those things.
1: So I knew this new job opportunity would change a lot of what was going on at home. Um, While I didn't want to put my hope in the new job, I truly believed that the Lord was leading Brett towards something that would do nothing but stretch him and bring the Lord glory. While our lifestyle would change drastically as far as financially, I was willing to take that as long as I had my husband at home and honestly taking steps to better his relationship with the Lord. I told Brett how much I supported his decision no matter what he wanted to do because I knew that nagging him would make the situation only worse. Um, I wanted him to know that I was on his team no matter what, but still I had a lot of work to do on myself as well.
0: After evaluating the possible job change in light of how it would positively affect my family and many other aspects of my life, we decided it was best to make the change. There was nothing magically different about the tendencies of control or withdrawing to work but I was now more aware of them. I had a fresh start at a new job and was able to use that as a jumping-off point for change. Honestly, I thought it would be really easy to just work less. I mean, I'm at a church, Um, but that was not the case. Um, The temptation to work more and earn the approval of those around me was and is definitely still present. Knowing this, I have guys in my life keep me accountable for the number of hours I spend at work. They still have to ask hard questions and remind me that it is more important for me to go home than for me to finish whatever task I'm working on for that day. Over the past year, things have not automatically been easier. I still have to fight my desire to control and to work too much. But with the help of others, I'm starting to win that fight. Colossians 3.23 rings off in in my mind. Whatever you do, work it out with all your might as working for the Lord and not for man. My focus now is to serve the Lord at work. Sometimes that means having to stay a little late. But more often than not, that means doing my best and leaving it at that. If working for him is my goal, it doesn't matter what others think.
1: My growth is still going on. I couldn't be more grateful for the women I've surrounded myself with to hold me accountable to thinking the best of Brett and truly just extending grace. When Brett does have to work late, I often reach out to community group girls to keep me accountable as those feelings begin to arise from the past as I feel the independent Chris rising to the surface, I communicate to Brett how I'm feeling so that he's not caught off guard. Um, He often offers to pick up dinner and helps extra when he gets home. I continually have to work on making sure that I don't look to Brett, or let's all be honest, coffee, um, to give me strength. My strength can only come from the one who created me, who knows my inner thoughts, and who loves me deeper than my own understanding. While Brett is an incredible helpmate, I can't and still struggle with looking to him to make sure that all my needs are met emotionally, physically, and spiritually.
0: The common theme throughout our story has been community. Our marriage has always been relatively steady. No, things haven't always been perfect, but God has protected us from being in much worse places. Each time that we start down a bad path in our marriage, people around us that know us well start to point it out. They keep us from spiraling out of control and point us back towards Christ. Left in isolation, we would be in a much worse place. I would probably still be working too much, and Chris would become more and more independent. Without community, we, would, we could have quickly become roommates, sharing a bed, instead of husband and wife. A couple of verses that remind us of this need are Proverbs fifteen twenty two, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. And Hebrews three thirteen. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. If you don't have anyone in your life that knows what you're struggling with on a daily basis, that is one of the first steps. Get people around you that can spur you on towards Christ, who surround you in hard times with encouragement and admonishment, and who rejoice with you in times of victory.